0: Me your secrets, show me your nightmares,
1: All cats are gray in the dark dear whether or not you dare. Welcome to All Cats Are Gray in the Dark. I'm your host April Simmons. This podcast contains true cases of graphic violent crimes and other stories of a dark nature. Please be advised that due to the subject matter and violent, sometimes sexual content and obscene language, this podcast is not for children or the faint of heart. Come in! ho, neighbors. yee Can you hear me good? It doesn't look like my waves are doing anything. What? what E-waters the hell never do anything yeah. but i guess
0: mine don't look super
1: wibbly. Well, now today. they do you raised your voice and it was like oh. bam <laughs> oh well what can you do or what would you do for a klondike bar that's, that's <laughs> nothing
0: i really don't like them
1: yeah i don't either <laughs> i was gonna say we should make a list out of that and then i was like no nah, that would be a really short list because i would be like Pay 25 cents. I
0: don't. What would no, I do I, for like Reese's things? Yeah, I do a lot for those, but not a climb back bar. Okay. Well,
1: I guess this is another episode. It's 83. We should do something special for the 100th episode. Any ideas, anybody? Because I don't know. Also, Halloween's coming up, so I got to come up with some. some something it, fancy. Something fancy for Halloween, too. So we might need some ideas. Throw some ideas at us anybody who's listening probably just Bonna. but um do it Bonna. yeah Bona. now that she's
0: listening again <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah she informed us she actually wasn't getting updates on our feed anymore <laughs> so she thought we just weren't recording or something <laughs> but she started back listening so there you go that's why our listenership is down we know it wasn't because Bona wasn't listening yeah um I don't know. I guess there's just too much going on in the world right now. Yeah, things have been kind of slow with our business too. But I think I mentioned that before. So, no more banter. We gotta go on to the story. Because this is uh, gonna be a little bit long. Get to it. Yeah, get to it. Um, we're gonna talk about Samuel Little today, who's a serial killer. Yay! Yay! Um, and this one's a little bit close to home, but we'll get to that. Samuel Little was an American serial killer who confessed to murdering 93 people, mostly women, and convicted in 2012 for the murders of Carol Alley Elford, Guadalupe Duarte Duarte, uh, Apodaca, and Audrey Nelson Everett. I probably messed all of that up, but I tried. In 2018, he was convicted for the murder of Denise Christie Brothers, The FBI has confirmed Little's involvement in at least 60 of the 93 confessed murders, the largest number of proven cases for any serial killer in U.S. history. He allegedly murdered women across 19 states over 35 years, ending around 2005. The number of murders he confessed to, if confirmed, would make him the most prolific serial killer in the United States history, according to Ector County, Texas District Attorney Bobby Bland. Bobby Bland's
0: just sounds like a blues singer's name. Or something. <laughs> Honestly, the name sounded familiar. Have has he been involved with something else? Probably. Why do I know probably, that name?
1: Because I mean, we we've done so many cases. It's,
0: it's possible.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, there actually was a Bobby Bobby Bland that was a blues singer.
1: Okay, maybe that's why it sounded familiar then. Yeah, but so they're still trying to, even though he's dead. Spoiler alert. Um, Which he just died recently, like in the past year or two, I think. Um, But we'll get to that. Uh, But they were able to match up his confession with 60 of the 93 so far. So it's safe to assume that since they've matched up details on 60, that he's probably telling the truth and it is 93. I yeah. mean, because th- a lot of the other stuff like you know henry lee lucas and otis or otis whatever his name is that i can never figure out which one it is um like those they could never actually tie them specifically to those cases so you just have to run on the assumption that they're probably trying telling the truth at least some of them but probably not all yeah um but in this case they still have, like, he drew pic, he drew pictures of the women and stuff um, and gave them to police. So, they're still trying to match up some of these pictures that he drew to people that were missing or murdered, you know, yeah. during that time frame. So, you can actually go to the FBI website and it'll show you all the ones that they're still trying to find. They have all the pictures and details, you know just yeah. try to match those up so if you are interested you can go to the fbi website and it's in our show notes um anyway samuel little was born on june 7th 1940 in reynolds Georgia, to a mother he claimed was a prostitute why is it always the the mom's a prostitute that ends up with a serial killer why mm-hmm. or a rapist they they always turn violent somehow. Um, soon after his bur- birth, Little's family moved to Lorraine, Ohio, where he was brought up mainly by his grandmother. He attended Th- Hawthorne Junior High School, where he had problems with discipline and discipline and achievement. By his own account, he began having sexual fantasies about strangling women as a child, starting when he saw his kindergarten teacher touch her neck as a teen and. As a teenager, he collected true crime magazines depicting women being choked. In 1956, after being convicted of breaking and entering into property in Omaha, Nebraska, Little was held in an institution for juvenile offenders. So that was his first conviction, I guess.
0: Yeah. First record. Yeah.
1: You want to read the next couple of paragraphs? Sure.
0: Little moved to Florida to live with his mother in the late 60s, working at various times as a cemetery worker. Well, there's another red flag for you. Mm -hmm. And an ambulance attendant. He said he then began traveling more widely and had more run-ins with the law, being arrested in eight states for crimes that included driving under the influence, fraud, shoplifting, solicitation, armed robbery, aggravated assault, and rape. Little claimed that he took up boxing during his stints in prison, referring to himself as a former prize fighter. Those are like nothing but like flags. Yeah. How did he keep getting out? Like, that's what I I don't understand. In 1961, Little was sentenced to three years in prison for breaking into a furniture store in Lorraine. He was released in 1964. By 1975, he had been arrested 26 times in 11 states for crimes, including... Theft, assault, attempted rape fraud, and attacks on government officials. Wow, he just kept adding to his laundry list there. Yeah. In 1982, Little was arrested in Pascagoula, Mississippi, and charged with the murder of a 22-year-old Melinda Rose Lepree, who had gone missing in September of that year. A grand jury declined to indict him for her murder. However, while under investigation, Little was extradited to Florida and tried for the murder of 26-year-old Patricia Ann Mount, whose body was found in September 1982. Prosecution witnesses identified Little in court as a person who spent time with Mount on the night before her disappearance. Due to mistrust of witness testimonies, Little was acquitted in January 1984. So, crap. He already has two different murders he's been somewhat associated with. Yeah, yeah. And all these other crimes. (sighs)
1: And and just imagine, and that's only like a handful up to that point of of that specifically. Imagine if they had kept him in prison and avoided, you know, 20 more years of, of this bullshit. And how many people would have been saved yeah. had they kept him in prison? Like, I don't. Anyway, Little moved to California where he stayed in the vicinity of San Diego. In October 1984, he was arrested for kidnapping, beating, and strangling 22 year old Lori Barros, who survived. One month later, he was found by police in the back seat of his car with an unconscious woman, also beaten and strangled, in the same location as the attempted murder of Barros. Little served two and a half years in prison for both crimes. Upon his release in February 1987, he immediately moved to Los Angeles and committed at least
0: ten additional murders. Alright, I'm I mean, alright, number one, it's on this guy, right, for just being a fucking horrible human being, but it's partially on the US uh, legal Justice system.
1: system? Yeah. yeah.
0: This is This is a failure.
1: He's just getting a smack on the wrist basically for murders and kidnappings and rapings and stranglings yeah. and all that stuff. And it's like, uh, hello. People that do that kind of stuff tend to escalate. So even if he yeah. had not committed murder, since he had not been, I guess, officially, you know yeah. convicted of murder, but that's you know that the police, you know, or the judge or whoever knows that stuff.
0: Yeah. Has happened
1: like people like that escalate it's gonna get worse and worse so it's like even if he had not already committed the murders or, or you didn't even know about them somebody somewhere that down the line should have said this guy's obviously violent let's keep him in prison <laughs> you know like that's ridiculous yeah but he's just basically continually getting you know a little slap on the wrist little was arrested on september 5th 2012 at a homeless shelter in louisville kentucky and extradited to california to face a narcotics charge after which authorities used dna testing to establish that he was involved in the murders of carol eileen elford um and the other people that i mentioned earlier i'm sorry i'm not going to read all those out all three women were killed and later found on the streets of los angeles he was extradited to los angeles where he was charged on January seventh twenty thirteen a few months later, the police said that little was being investigated for involvement in three dozen murders committed in the eighties, which until then had been undisclosed in connection with the new circumstances in Mississippi. The Lepree murder case was reopened in total little was tested for involvement in ninety three murders of women committed in many United states, many u s states sorry That was repetitive if I said United States, states, but whatever. Anyway, he was tried for the murders of Alfred Nelson and Apodoka in September 2014. The prosecution presented DNA evidence as well as testimony of witnesses who were attacked by the accused at different times throughout his criminal career. On September 25th, 2014, Little was found guilty and sentenced to life imprisonment without possibility of parole. Thank you, Jesus. Mm hmm. On the day of the verdict, Little continued to insist on his innocence, but before his death on December 30th, 2020, Little was serving a sentence at the California State Prison, Los Angeles County. So he just died last year in yeah. December. So not that long ago. Um, you want to read the
0: next few? One good thing 2020 brought to us, I guess. Yeah. Waited till the very freaking end. Um on november ninth, twenty eighteen, Little confessed to the nineteen ninety six fatal strangulation of Melissa Thomas. On november thirteenth, twenty eighteen, Little was charged with the nineteen ninety four murder case of Denise Christie Brothers in Odessa, Texas after having confessed the crime to a Texas Ranger in may twenty eighteen. Little pleaded guilty to the murder of brothers on december thirteenth and received another life sentence. The Actor County Texas District Attorney in Wise County, Texas Sheriff's Office, announced on November 13th that Little had confessed to dozens of murders and may have committed more than 90 across 14 states between 1970 and 2005. So, 35 freaking years. Yep. On November 15th, 2018, the Russell County, Alabama District Attorney, announced that Little had earlier... That month confessed to the 1979 murder of 23-year-old Brenda Alexander, whose body was found in Phoenix City, Alabama. On November 16, 2018, Macon, Georgia, sheriffs announced that Little had credibly confessed to the 1977 strangling murder of an unidentified woman and the 1982 strangling murder of 18-year-old Fredonia Smith. In the fall of 2018... Little confessed to the 1982 murder of 55-year-old Dorothy Richards and the 1996 murder of 40-year-old Daisy McGuire. Both of their bodies were found in Huma, Louisiana.
1: Wow. Um, I can can read you, obviously. (laughs) I'm tired of reading that. On November 19, 2018, Harrison County, Mississippi Sheriff Troy Peterson said that Little had confessed to strangling 36-year-old Julia Critchfield in the Gulfport area in nineteen seventy eight and dumping her body off a cliff on November twentieth twenty eighteen Lee County Mississippi, that's which is our hometown area, yep law enforcement officials announced that little had admitted to killing forty six year old Nancy Carol Stevens in Tupelo, Mississippi, in two thousand five, and that the case would be presented to a grand jury in january twenty nineteen According to investigators, Little said he and Stevens were traveling in his RV in 2005 and he strangled her in the West Main Street Walmart parking lot in Tupelo and dumped her body on the side of County Road 41, which, which if you're local, is like in the Chesterfield area. Or Ch- not Chesterfield, Chesterfield, yeah. sorry, I messed that up. Um, so it's like the Chesterfield area area kind of close to belden you know um which i had to look up because i wasn't even sure i was like where's county road 41 i don't know but this this whole incident took place way too close to where i live guys i hope i'm not giving too much away by saying that but it's that's that murder took close really close to my home and it's that's kind of scary to me and also the fact that this is Something I didn't know about till I started hearing about Samuel, Samuel Little in the past couple of years. Um, in which I'm a, you know, I'm a true crime buff. And obviously I'm interested in serial killers. And it's weird to me that I never even heard of this dude until like maybe two years ago. I just, and then the fact that I never heard about that murder, despite it being in my hometown. Like, it's just so weird to me but maybe maybe our local law enforcement doesn't like publicizing shit that they can't solve. Yeah. They may oh, have no. not talked about it back then, you know, at all. <laughs> um, I don't know. What what's your feeling on this knowing that this happened so close to us?
0: Um, I don't know. There's crazy fucking shit everywhere. Just in times, man. In times. <laughs> I don't know. It is scary to know. I mean, hell, we were around then.
1: Uh, and then we were also around when that guy. Uh, I was pregnant with him. my kid
0: at the okay. time.
1: Um, and there was another case that happened around the same time period that they were calling the Highway 78 killer or something. And I don't, I could not find out whether that had been solved either. Like they had a suspect back then, but they never gave any updates on that it was a body that was found on a road that was near you at that time yeah um and so i believe that didn't you find that it was strangulation on that case too so i was like could this be connected and one that he didn't add in his total
0: yeah i mean it it was I want to say it was a year or two after, so I don't know if he stayed in the area or anything. Well, he
1: traveled around constantly, but he did go repeatedly to certain places. Yeah. Like, obviously, because there was one in Gulfport and there was one in Pascagoula, which, if you know the area, that's pretty close together. Um, And those were, took place in different years. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he obviously traveled in somewhat of a pattern. Like, he usually went to the same places again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a, the one that I found it, yeah, it was string, strangled and on like Lake Piumingo, um, they had arrested someone that had been around this woman, Um, but I couldn't find anywhere he had been convicted, but considering it was like similar circumstances, I was like, what if that poor dude wasn't the killer, <laughs> you know, like,
1: yeah, and what if it, what was, if it really this guy was because it's because it's, it's the same MO. time frame and similar MO, so yeah. just dump that. Yeah, I, I want to say it was,
0: like, early 2007 or into 2006 Yeah,
1: for that one. But, anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in there because it was something that we knew a little bit about, even though there's not very much article-wise out there about that, Um on November twenty first, twenty eighteen, Richland County, South Carolina authorities announced that Little had confessed to murdering nineteen-year-old 19- Evelyn Weston, whose body was found near Fort Jackson, South Carolina, in nineteen seventy-eight, um, and he also confessed to having killed twenty-year-old Rosie Hill in Marion County, Florida, in nineteen eighty-two. Um, you want to read a couple?
0: Yeah. On November 27, 2018, the FBI announced that a violent criminal apprehension program team had confirmed 34 of Little's confessions and was working to match the remainder of Little's confessions to no murders or suspicious deaths. Little began making the confessions in exchange for a transfer out of the Los Angeles County prison in which he was being held. One included his confession to a a previous cold case homicide in Prince George's County, Maryland. Previously one of only two homicide cases in that county with unidentified victims. So where was, like, okay, just transferred out of that particular prison, I'm okay with. But I guess, I don't know. I don't want him going to a cushy prison either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In December 2018, Little was indicted for strangling Linda Sue Board's 23 to death in May 1981 in Warren County, Kentucky. Her body was found on May 15, 1981 near U.S. Route 68. One of Little's victims was identified in December 18 as Martha Cunningham of Knox County, Tennessee, who was 34 years old when Little murdered her in 1975. Jeez, just so many... On May 31st, 2019, Cuyahoga Cuyahoga County, Ohio prosecutors announced indictments with four counts of aggravated murder and and six counts of kidnapping that accused Little of killing Mary Jo Payton in 1984 and Rose Evans in 1991 in Cleveland. Both victims were strangled and dumped. The body of Rose Evans, 32, was found on August 24th, 1991 in a vacant lot on East 39th Street. She left her hometown of Bingham I can't talk today, I'm sorry. What's new? She left her hometown of Binghamton, New York when she was seventeen. Evans had been strangled, according to coroner Elizabeth K. Balraj. As for Peyton, an anthropologist had to create a model of what she looked like, but she remained unidentified until nineteen ninety two, when Cleveland put her thumbprint in an FBI database and got a match. Little picked up Peyton at a bar near East 105th and Euclid Avenues. He described her as a short, plump woman in her 20s with brown hair. Little confessed to killing another Cleveland woman in 19, 9, 1977 or 78. The woman murdered in 77 or 78 was found on March 18th, 1983 in Willoughby Hills, Ohio, according to the National Missing and Unidentified Persons System. Namus. She was like... What? Name us. You Namus. Yeah, you could just say Namus name is yeah yeah i'm not as cool as you knowing these things she was likely black and somewhere between 17 and 35 years old The woman's body had been dumped down a grassy slope near a fence in a wooded area just off interstate 271 when her body was found by a man walking his dog only her skeleton some clothing and jewelry remained how much was that suck if you just dumped off and nobody ever finds you yeah i mean obviously it happens a a good bit you know yeah um especially you know you gotta think like how lazy of a society we are at this point like we don't often wander anymore you know why do we even need to we can just drive somewhere or take an uber or or, you know a lot of times like i think of in my childhood i would wander across people's yards like (laughs) trek across a field or whatever to get to a creek or something but we just a lot of people just don't do that anymore so think of all the areas that really aren't like trekked anymore how many bodies are probably left around but I guess we got drones yeah, Google Earth for that now um
1: What was the last one that you did? Oh, the Cuyahoga, you can't, Cuyahoga. And the only reason I know Cuyahoga is just because that's where my ex was from. Uh, Mm. So that's, I'd heard him say it. So that's how he said it. And he's from Ohio, so. Maybe he's right. (laughs) Maybe he's right. Um, Little confessed to killing one woman in Akron, two in Cincinnati. One of the bodies was dumped outside of Columbus, Ohio. And one woman he met in Columbus and disposed of in Kentucky. Of the two women, Little murdered in cincinnati one was identified as anna stewart 33 whose body was dumped in grove city ohio stewart was last seen on october 6 1981 getting out of a cab at general hospital to see her sister now universities of cincinnati academic health center that's a mouthful right there um she was killed on October eleventh He killed the other women between nineteen eighty and nineteen ninety nine The Jane Doe was anywhere from fifteen to fifty as the details of her age and the date of her murder are unclear. She was black slender wore glasses and lived in the over the Rhine neighborhood of Cincinnati with a heavy female Hispanic. Little left her beside a cigarette billboard in Ohio on June seventh, twenty nineteen Little was indicted in Hamilton County, Ohio, for murdering the two women from Cincinnati. Little had drawn portraits of many women he killed. These portraits were released, released by the FBI in hopes of someone identifying the women. At least one portrait solved a case in Akron. In November 2020, Little confessed to f- two Florida murders, for one of which another man had been wrongfully convicted. Um, So, what we were talking about with our local case, that really did happen in some of the cases. Yeah. yeah. So, Little had I, this one really tripped me out because this is a little detail that I'd not heard before. He actually had a long term girlfriend named Jean, who is now deceased. She supported them both through shoplifting through the years. Um, and he used a wheelchair and had diabetes and a heart condition in the, in the end. Um, I just was like, does this girlfriend know what he was doing? Yeah. Like I don't. And she's oh. shoplifting to support them. Um, I don't know. That's just—it
0: feels You'd like have that she'd, you have know. to really wonder, like, about somebody you're with for a long time. You know? Yeah. It
1: feels like she, even if he was keeping it from her and just traveling on his own, like it seems like she would have to at least suspect something. Yeah. You know, it's like everywhere my dude goes, people die um that's awfully weird right women just die and disappear all everywhere my my dude goes like you would i'm like come on um but then again maybe he was so secretive that she didn't even know where he was going half the time so there's i I really felt like that should have been explored more but i i don't know when she died if she died before him or how long ago So, I didn't find any info on that, so maybe it's possible she didn't know, but I guess we will never really know that. Um, He died on December 30th, 2020 in a Los Angeles County area hospital, although California Department of Corrections sources indicate no final determination as to specific cause of death. Little suffered from the aforementioned diabetes and heart problems and other health conditions. So, um... One of the most shocking facts about Samuel Little is that even though his crime spree lasted well over five decades and included dozens of rapes and murders, he only spent about 10 years of his life in prison before 2012 when he was picked up and and finally got life in prison. (laughs) So all of the other stuff only equal to about 10 years in prison. Out of all of that shit he had done. Um, he somehow managed to get away with lean sentences every time resulting in the murders gradually piling up until he became the most prolific serial killer in U.S. history. Which I feel could have been prevented had someone kept his ass in a cell. Come on now. I just feel yeah. like that's... Somebody dropped the ball there. Somebody. A lot, you know, somebody down the line had to be like, this motherfucker is evil. Yeah. Like and just do something, you know, like I don't know. I just, I guess I'm really frustrated. I, I put like a little timeline here for you to look at that shows yeah. how he, it, uh, there's pictures of him through the years. Like all his like mug shots and stuff. Yeah.
0: Oops. I alarm to feed my animals a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I was looking back at that that other local murder it was around june 12 2006 so it was about a year between the one in the west main walmart but the only thing that throws me off about this one is she was found about two miles from where she lived around lake piamingo and for the most part he kind of dumped people
1: on the just on the side of the road somewhere. yeah on the
0: side of the road i mean she was found like on the side of the road i mean yeah but with it being that close to where she lived in like a lake in the lake piamingo community like it was
1: probably somebody she knew if it was that close to her home yeah um which i mean that we're not yeah but they they
0: mentioned that they thought the case originally thought the case was connected to nancy stevens but he said by the by the end of it i guess further details they got they they decided it wasn't connected but i like i said i can't find where the guy that they suspected um was ever at it says he was charged with it but i don't see that he was ever convicted like i don't i couldn't find anything else yeah about it so so if you're local
1: and you have police contacts maybe find out that info and we'll update you guys if we find out like so locals let us know if you know any info on that because we could not find an article that talks about that um but anyway i guess uh we're ready to move on to the list portion and chit chat portion <laughs> basically so if you're not into that then then that's okay then that's but, okay but
0: we still get love out you anyway
1: here. we will we'll <laughs> still love you anyway but bye bye <laughs> uh today's list what are we doing today it's Soundtracks. soundtrack okay that's a pretty good one Although I kind of feel like we touched on that because we did a musicals one and some of mine list is musicals, but we're going to do it anyway. I specifically
0: didn't put musicals, so I didn't crisscross applesauce on it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't Um, know. I just got back from a road trip. I'm tired and crazy.
1: I kind of did a mix. Mine's kind of a mix of just really good soundtracks and musical soundtracks. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway um you first i can't remember who went first last time yeah i don't know
0: number five for
1: me footloose nice it's a good number sound. five for me is pretty in pink
0: nice um nope. number four for, for me is dirty dancing imagine that
1: nice Number four for me is Steven Universe. It's not a movie, but we didn't say specifically movie soundtrack. That's true. Damn it! All right. Honorable mentions. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know I've mentioned it at Steven Universe like a thousand times on here. It's a cartoon, and I know, but it has really, it's really well written, and almost every episode has a song, and it's just I don't know. I've listened to the soundtrack like a thousand times. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. it's really good stuff um, number three for you
0: purple rain well
1: that's a good one
0: I yeah, yeah that one that was that one was one for me that was kind of hard It was like it's not a musical really <laughs> like i don't know what you would describe purple rain yeah. but yeah, damn that's a bomb ass soundtrack anyway that's all Everybody knows. Everybody knows about the three I just listed, so no details needed. Number three yeah. for you,
1: Sing Street, which I think we talked about um, before. That's yeah. just a really yeah. good soundtrack. Watch Christian it, musical. people. Um, number two for you,
0: Garden State.
1: Oh, dang, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah,
0: it has like Shin songs and so many good songs. I don't know. It's just such a such a good matched soundtrack to the movie. It's a very good indie
1: indie soundtrack.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, number, number two, two for, for me you. is Cry Baby, which I think was on my musicals list too. But I don't yeah. care; it's really good.
0: Yeah. Number one for you? <laughs> Pretty in Pink. <laughs> <laughs> that mm-hmm. really was like I had that soundtrack when I was a teenager, and I thought I was the coolest person ever um for liking it so much and it had please please let me get what i want by the smiths and i thought by god can i get any more depressed and i thought i was so cool yep good explanation there <laughs> number one for you
1: greatest showman and i know we disagree on that movie yeah. but i just yeah. love that soundtrack so much like we even have it on vinyl. i'm glad you
0: enjoy it <laughs>
1: i do i <laughs> i have the soundtrack on vinyl <laughs> i fucking love it. Um. yeah, yeah. so what's
0: I because mean, your- otherwise I would have been like Moulin Rouge and you know like yeah. I would have just been doing nothing but musicals so I had to specifically avoid it so honorable mentions I actually typed up as we were talking I put Gilmore Girls because really though yeah. They have a really bomb ass soundtrack because they mentioned like they have Pixies playing in the background and, you know, they even have the bangles on the show. They have the shins on the show. Like, I mean, it's really a good, a good show, um, good music show. And then Amelie, I couldn't, I can't believe I didn't oh, think to man, put it I on know. there. And so, oh like, I'm still kicking myself in the ass for not going to see that guy, Ian Tiersen, when he played in Memphis. Like, it was a weeknight and I'm like, Bleh. I'm old, <laughs> but I'll probably never ever get to see him live. And he, his accordion playing is like just like I didn't know accordion could be beautiful, <laughs>
1: and it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, it is, but it is in that movie, and it's just a damn good movie anyway. Yeah, um, and it's hard to get people to watch it because they're like, I don't know, it's a foreign film, subtitles, yeah. bleh. Um, but it's such a good movie. Um, my honorable men, are you done with yours? yeah okay footloose dirty dancing yeah um guardians of the galaxy Mm. just best soundtracks we have one and two on vinyl (laughs) um and i guess i'll throw in purple rain and baby driver i don't know if you've seen that but it is a damn good soundtrack uh and i jotted down amelie since you said that one yeah so those are my list the end Yay. i hope everybody has a good time See you and, next time see you next time which is t- five minutes from now for us because we're report we started recording two at a time um but yeah because we're lazy yep Bonsoir. later <laughs>